We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Benjamin Manis. Ben Manis over, the, over decades. Hey, Ben. You know, I, hey, Dawn. I always feel like you deserve this bigger, better intro because, of course, you've, I, mean, I know you've lived in Philadelphia. You've done so much. You've worked in law enforcement at so so many levels and U.S. Federal Protective Services. Uh, you've served on the New York Terrorist Trials Operations Command set up by the U.S. Marshals Service, NYPD. The list goes on and on. So I know that you have worked on the policy side and you've walked the walk. And I did. Mm-hmm. And then this week I learned something else about you. So you worked along with rail inspections. This is another one of your. That was. My last governmental assignment okay. was with, so in the mid-2000s, the Department of Homeland Security and TSA, surprisingly, they're not just airport screeners, set up a division to inspect rail and surface transportation infrastructure uh, because they were a lot more vulnerable. You know, you don't get screened when going onto a train or a bus. Uh, trucks and the freight rail, they you know, have hazmat and they travel through what they call buffer zone protection areas, which are big cities. Um, Cause you know, imagine what would happen if that PVC train from Ohio, you know, happened in center city. Yes. Um, and, and believe you me that Frankfurt curve where the Amtrak derailed um, also takes freight. So these, these very hazardous trains do go through big cities to include DC where I was working at the time. So yeah, they, they sent me to Oklahoma city, for two months um, to do a complete suite of training at the Transportation Safety Institute, which is a DOT agency. Um, ironically, pre-Pete Buttigieg, you know, when they did the job right. And uh, yeah, I learned all about the eventuality, what we're looking at right now, as well as things they did afterwards, which is, you know, a look at um, how vulnerable our critical infrastructure is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not just a professional has-been. I consult on this stuff on a day-to-day basis, right? So, you know, you're, let's say you're in infrastructure or manufacturing or what have you, and you want to see how vulnerable, look at your risks. Now, this is a situation where, you know, SCADA systems, which control things like, I don't know, rail switches and, you know, at-grade crossings, um, they're roughly 30 to 40 years old on the north, and they're not digital. They're, they're mechanical, so you can hack them very easily uh, because there's very low-tech uh, solutions involved in controlling them. And, um, you know, we've never quite seen as many noteworthy incidents happening so close together involving such toxic chemicals, which is why this should be front and center in everyone's mind. Whether or not this is nefarious, it is exposing a vulnerability that has been kicked aside 
for at least four presidential administrations so far. Nobody is doing anything about how old this infrastructure is. And there's another report out. I'll just throw some headlines out here because, number one, we're hearing that people are we're told to drink bottled water. At the same time, you know, there's all this concern, so many impacted. But as far as ABC, CBS, NBC spending less than 30 combined minutes covering the Norfolk Southern train derailment that has throttled, you know, East Palestine, Ohio, threatened the health of millions, millions concerned living in the Ohio River Basin. And now mm-hmm. now there was a report as they showed which way the river goes. <laughs> Are we on the Pennsylvania side of things? Should we be concerned, right, because of this crash? Yeah. And and that's and that's just it. Who should be concerned? What is the level of this? You're talking about vinyl chloride, and these are known carcinogens. There's there's mm-hmm. so many questions, and nobody's there are no answers to it. They're saying, "Oh, you're fine. Just go back." It's unbelievable. Well, and, and and there's ways to look at this. So first, um, Governor DeWine and Governor Shapiro have been coordinating this since it happened. Uh, because there is such a cross-border terminus. But, yeah, Pennsylvania really needs to look at their infrastructure because western Pennsylvania is where a lot of this stuff gets made and transported. Uh, PA is at the heart of the Rust Belt when it comes to this kind of of, uh, hazmat transportation. So, yeah, it begs the question. But at the same time, you know, okay, the media, let's let's focus on them for a Mm -hmm. minute. I get why they wouldn't want to cover deeply just Ohio, but after Texas and South Carolina happened over the weekend, Mm -hmm. it's really shining a light on this issue. And the fact that they're not covering it is because the transportation secretary is missing in action. And, you know, say what you will about Mayor Pete, um, but this is now the fourth subject of critical infrastructure. You know, transportation encompasses different modes, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at the air mode, you know, aviation, FAA, well, we had that big Southwest issue with the cancellations, right? Then you had the ports, so that's maritime. And now we have rail, and because the Texas incident was literally a tractor-trailer crashing into a hazmat train creating that derailment, you have trucking. That only leaves pipeline. So, you know, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop to see what happens in pipeline next. But if all but one of the modes you're responsible for fail during your administration, you think people would actually ask this guy, you know, what he's doing. And he hasn't had any public comment about these issues since they've merged. So that's probably why the, the media is in the tank and not really shining a light on this. But I don't care where you live in the United States to include Alaska. You have rail lines going through your community. And this is very important that we look at this, not to mention the trucks. Uh, And let's take it local for a minute. We have a governor, Josh Shapiro, who canceled and prosecuted the Mariner East pipeline when he was attorney general for environmental concerns. But, you know, both the rail derailments and the fact that trucking is what's currently moving uh, shale out of Marcellus to the, the various ports. Uh, begs the question of whether or not there is more risk of an environmental catastrophe or pollution from the more traditional modes of transportation than simply building the pipeline and finishing it so that we can move this stuff out of the port of Philadelphia. So, you know, a lot of this stuff that's a real convenient talking point for environmentalists, you know, like the whales you covered yesterday, yes. uh, results in greater environmental risk. 
And it's something we seriously need to look at because, you know, like the nuclear concerns, you know, nuclear power is cheap, but everyone still thinks Three Mile Island is possible. And that was 40 years ago. We need to seriously look at, you know, the, the cost versus benefit of having thousands of tractor trailers burning diesel running this energy out of Marcellus versus simply having a pipeline deliver it using hydraulics with no emissions. Yeah, and I'm seeing as far as some people are saying, well, couldn't you argue that, you know, Ohio, Texas, South Carolina, uh, these are Republican governors who've, who've failed. It's their fault. You know, I, I am seeing the political, the partisan side of this come out. Uh, On the other no. hand, there are those who are, there are others who are saying, well, wait a minute, that's why they're being ignored because they are Republican governors and Republican voters. Uh, you know, so I, Unfortunately, this, like everything else, is getting politicized on social media. Of course, but people on social media are stupid. I mean, I'll <laughs> say it. it. Let's just say it. Because if they actually, you know, research something before posting it, they would realize that uh, freight rail, they call class one heavy rail, uh, is 100% regulated on a federal level. It does not involve any regulation on a state municipal level. So, you know, I don't know what they're thinking, but if it's a rail accident, Mm -hmm. same with motor carrier. I mean, motor carrier enforcement is on the state level, but the federal, there is the FMCSA, which is the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. And they're the ones, the DOT has compliance regulations for things like brakes and driver hours and things like that. So, so yeah, um, this is a federal issue. This is 100% a federal issue because it's interstate transportation. And, um, you know, the response you could put on the governors, but, you know, for the, for what governor DeWine, I saw his press conference yesterday for what he's been doing, you know, he's cautioning people on the water and they have done air quality tests. So the air is clear. Um, the water is going to take a while because it seeps into the ground. And I guarantee, excuse me, there will be a super fund, uh, which is, you know, toxic ground at the point of the accident. Uh, whether or not that's got into the water tables, we don't know. It's going to take a while. So to tell people they can't go home and gather their goods until then, um, you know, I don't, I, I, that's a cost benefit that I'm sure the Ohio Department of Emergency Management is looking at. Well, and that's my question. So if you, yes, they're, go, they're all going to bottled water and that sort of thing, but if you're showering and it's a steamy shower and these toxic cancerous chemicals are in the shower, I, I, that's what I'm hearing some residents ask. Am I, am I? Yeah, know, it's, a, it's a concern, but again, you're rinsing. Um, don't drink it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, they're, they're, they have to determine this. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm a little more cautious about this just mm-hmm. because I have, you know, my friend Charlie's been covering Flint since their water crisis, and people have been living there this entire time, drinking lead-poisoned water. So it's one of these things that's, you know, that's a, almost a decade in the making. We, we, we really have to look at the benefits. I mean, look, most people would stay away if they could. But, you know, if you were that wealthy, you probably wouldn't be living by a freight rail track, right? Right. Well, that's true. But maybe you don't have a choice. So in, in all exactly. of these, in other words, Ben Manis, when we think about, and, and it's not getting the coverage. So, you know, as I, I'm sending Anthony, I'm sending you Pete Buttigieg talking about equity. So I don't know if... I'm just sending it again just to make sure that if we if we want to call for it, it's what was Mayor Pete talking about yesterday, equity. He wasn't talking about these you know situations, unfortunately. 
But, you know, you think about what's happening at the Ohio border, so many concerns, so many impacted. We had the Pacific Union train that was derailed Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. as as a result of that collision that you talked about, Ben, an 18-wheeler tragically killing that driver. And that is confirmed hazardous materials on site. And then it was just yesterday. Now, yesterday's in South Carolina, they're saying that situation. I'm not sure that that was a hazmat. But it is. are you saying when you question all three of these, are you saying that they're you're not saying that they're related in in some way other than the fact no, of infrastructure. Does it need to be looked at? Absolutely. I don't think they're related. Texas obviously isn't related. And here's here's another thing you have to consider. Texas has a lot of at grade crossings without, um, you know, the railroad signs that everyone knows where the, the bell rings and the, and the arm comes down because it's extremely rural. So the, the risk versus reward of, of stopping traffic at every intersection for a passing train just isn't there. Uh, so that one, um, yeah, I don't think that's, that's any shenanigans, but we, you know, we need to look at the vulnerability. That's what I do for a living. I don't look at, you know, the after action I try to prevent. The after action was my old life, right? Mm-hmm. And if these things keep happening and we don't fix the infrastructure the way they do overseas, you know, we, we, when air transport became a big deal, America kind of stopped investing in rail, uh, which is, is not great because it, all of our pure countries kept investing in rail and that technology improved. Um, we have private companies running rail on very aging infrastructure. So, and this is something I've been doing for 20 years now. So we have to seriously look at this issue. And why, you know, there is investment in very social projects. And this, this gets to the root of the problem, even when you're looking at the Chinese balloons, right? Mm-hmm. Why are people being appointed to very critical roles in our government who have absolutely no requisite experience? And this was never a real problem in the past because there was always a deep bench of career GS-level professionals to support them. But those people have been retiring out. So when Pete Buttigieg is surrounded with people mm-hmm. who don't know what they're doing, um, you know, th- these failures keep coming because he's not preparing for these failures. And then he's nowhere to be found once the failures happen. So I'm, I'm telling you the supply chain issue was 100% preventable. These rail issues, I've been having conversations about since 2005. So it's 2023, and I'm wondering why we haven't addressed that yet. Um, it's just a matter of getting in front of these issues, and, and we're not as a country. So we need to seriously look at our leadership and start putting people in charge who know what they're doing. If you're more worried about equity and social issues because they garner votes, then you are about simply operating the government. And this includes the intelligence community, because these balloons should have been detected. And now everything's getting shot out of the sky because, and the same thing with the accident, we're very hyper aware of these situations and we're looking at them. So part of this is an issue of, you know, we're, we're now looking for it. So we're finding it everywhere. You know, we're finding it in our soup. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's part of the problem because how many of these have we been missing over the years? Because we haven't had the proper intelligence community that I will go ahead and tell the world right now. And you could have, you know, people like Mike Baker on to, to, to confirm we have been depleting our, our intelligence capabilities since the end of the Cold War because President Clinton decided, hey, you know, there's no longer a Russian threat. So let's just attrition these folks out as they retire. So our human intelligence community has, you know, 
been depleted. We are nowhere where you know we used to when we were in the Cold War. When you look at the current situation, and we just had, I don't know if you heard before you came on, there was a, a caller who's in Ohio, and we have people from the even the you know Pennsylvania border there telling us about what's going on, foxes and chickens, and and the fear. I mean, what would you say as an expert on this about this, the current situation that should be done with and Pete Buttigieg's, we'll play him in a minute. He, he's talking about equity, but he's not talking about the, the current, you know, hazmat situation right on our border in Pennsylvania. What do you say to that caller who says, we're all concerned, this is what's happening? I mean, people are scared. And what should be, what should this administration be doing? Well, first, the administration should be a lot better at communicating. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's the issue, because there are, let me, let me put them to ease in a couple of ways. Not to ease, not going to undo the problem, mm-hmm. but um, just like when an, you know, an aircraft goes down, you have the NTSA show up, right? Similar federal entities are and have been on the ground in Ohio, uh, from the EPA to the DOTs, various, so the NTSA is there because it's fatal. You have the, you know, the uh, FRA, the Federal Railroad Administration. So they are there and they are doing their ancillary investigations in support of the state of Ohio. But you wouldn't know that by watching Governor DeWine's press conference yesterday because it was just him and his state people. And that's not a partisan issue. That comes from the fact that the transportation secretary has not gone out and said anything to anyone yet. But his people who don't work on press cycles and elections. Uh, you know, 20-year professionals have been on the ground. I guarantee you that. So so that, that there, there are people looking at this, and they are doing their job, and there is a checks and balances issue. It's bipartisan. So the governor of Ohio is checking the federal government. They're checking his people. And Pennsylvania is off on the side kind of watching and, and, and seeing what happens here. So I, I just want to take a listen if Anthony can play the audio of this is Pete Buttigieg yesterday speaking out. And what was he talking about? We'll just play a little clip and on the other side, get Ben's reaction. And so we want to make sure there's a both and there. Of course, the states are are the primary connection for our federal aid highway funding, for example. But we want to make sure there is a way for policymaking and for grant making that we're hearing that local voice and empowering communities that have a very immediate on-the-ground sense of, of what their needs are, largely as a kind of safety valve alongside the work that communities are doing to work through the states. That's part of it. The other thing I would say is that the discretionary funds, where we really do identify projects and communities we want to shine a light on, are a way to send a signal about what we hope, policy-wise, the states might consider doing with their formula dollars. It's their call. As long as it's legal, they can do whatever they see fit. But we hope that we can provide a proof of concept on great ideas that communities don't have to convince their states of to go do, that then the states will notice, and when it, especially when you've got decisions that are going to have a huge impact on safety. Yeah, so he's, he's a good talker. He's a good talker, no, right? No, he isn't. I'm, I mean, I'm I mean, still asleep just now. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a good talker. But I mean, as far as uh, volume, not not quality of content, but, you know, there are a lot of words. That's a word salad going on there. 
Yeah, listen, they're all just doing word salad because they don't know what they're doing. I mean, that is it. That is 100% it. And, and you know, get, get the insulting part of this is um, they, they, they almost go out of their way to put a campaign donor or someone influential in a cabinet post. This is both sides of the aisle. Um, you know, I, I go back to the Trump administration. You put Elaine Chow at the DOT secretary role because she was literally married to Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he stepped over people who would spend their life working on roads uh, who were congressmen at the time from here in Pennsylvania. So it, it's it's embarrassing how much patronage exists at the most senior level of government, especially when you consider this. The second yeah, so there was a, if you go back to Tom Ridge being the first Homeland Security Secretary, former governor of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. when he stepped down, they were considering putting the New York City Police Commissioner in because you're controlling 22 law enforcement agencies. And they didn't because there was no political, like, you know, credential there. So we have to break this cycle where we're just putting people in these vital positions because. You know, they, they gave to the campaign or, you know, they ran and weren't successful and you're trying to get their vote. That is wrong. And we don't, you know, we do it here and we need to stop doing it here. And I'm including the state level. Um, Pete Buttigieg is not, as the mayor said, let's leave his lifestyle choice out of this for a minute. As a mayor of a small to moderate city in the Midwest, he has absolutely no knowledge of what he's doing. They don't even have a subway in South Bend. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the, the, the freight that goes through there is federally controlled. He had a bus system and he had pothole fillers because it's a very small town. So what, why are you controlling the nation's transportation infrastructure? And there is another clip that he went and spouted off about, about equity and in, in the people building the roads, yep. which is Let's hilarious put- because, you know, I-95 doesn't just go through communities of color and you can't change the road crew on a project because the neighborhood may be a little different when you, you know, you're building a road. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, let's play that clip really quick. Anthony has it queued up. To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. Now, I will say, Ben Manis, as you react to that, last night after being ripped because he he made some of these comments and others, he did tweet out last night this, and it's not a state, it's it's just a written tweet. I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February 3rd train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, and the effects of families in the 10 days since their lives were upended through no fault of their own. It's important that families have access to useful and accurate information. That is, that's it. That uh, it's a tweet yesterday, last night. Yeah, and you can Here be concerned all you want when you're not the person literally in charge. When you're literally in charge, you actually have to do something about it. Uh, so this is the same thing when you talk about the border and Kamala Harris. She could be concerned and like you know electric school buses. All by the way, that's Pete's talking point: transportation. And she keeps going around talking about school buses. 
But yeah, the issue really at hand is when you're in charge, you, you're no longer concerned in creating subcommittees. Uh, in New York, as a kid, we used to call it Dinkins leadership versus Giuliani leadership because Dinkins was an academic. So you had, you know, from the government. So you had, oh, we're going to create a, a subcommittee to, you know, create a study to develop a, a sub a panel to discuss the impact of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 20 years that the issue is still there. Versus Giuliani saying, oh, we have high crime, merge the three police departments and take the leash off the dog and go get it. So, you know, you either do or you talk. This administration are talkers because they don't know how to do. And Pete Buttigieg needs to take a look inside because, remember, transit and transportation are part of his purview. And uh, if you haven't looked at SEPTA lately, it's a very, very cultural organization. So to, to just throw out there that, hey, you know, we need to equity this, equity that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the CTA, WMATA, you know, the New York MTA, SEPTA, these are not exactly all white professions. So to say that, you know, they're not being inclusive, uh, you know, isn't an issue. Plus, the unions are the ones that are actually providing the skilled labor for things like road crews. So and the unions are the ones donating to this administration. So he's throwing a dirty end of the stick at the people who are supporting him. Ben Manis, thank you so much. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.